Melbourne AA Steps Weekend 2020. This is Terry ann talking about Step 2. Hello everyone, my name is Terry ann and I'm an alcoholic. Yeah, my home group is Cherry Girl Speakers on a Sunday night on the Central Coast. If you're ever up there for a holiday, please come and say hello. And I just want to thank uh, all the groups who have put this on and the volunteers who have given up their time to do service so we can have this opportunity to be here and to share the message. And I'm just really grateful to be here, you know, and to be sober today and, um, you know, be in my fellowship, you know, of friends and, um, you know, like-minded people, people who are like me, this is where I belong. And I heard that message in the first meeting, like I am an alcoholic and, um, you know, I'm okay with that today, but there's certain things that, you know, I... You know, there's certain things I need to do about that and also, like, but there's so much I can enjoy about that as well, you know. I have a way to live today which is, like, um, I have, a, you know, a way of living, a sense of peace and um, and comfort I get from these meetings and um, just being sober, being connected to a power that's greater than me and none of that stuff was any close to what I thought the solution was to my problem, you know. I just... I really, I felt like I had all these problems and I didn't know how to manage it. I was, I couldn't, um, I could never control my drinking. I knew I was powerless over that for sure when I first come in and um, looking back I can see I was powerless over alcohol right from the beginning. As soon as I, you know, first tried alcohol, it was like I just wanted that feeling all the time and um I could never control the amount that I take. You know, once I start drinking, I have no idea if I'm going to have five drinks, ten drinks, whole bottle or what. You know, I just drink right to the end. And um, also, if I'm not drinking, I'm thinking about drinking, you know, and I'm waiting for the next one and I'm planning the next thing and how I can get it and I'm manipulating and stuff like that. So, you know, um, I can't stay stopped for any period of time, you know, and I know that about myself today and I'm... I know that's what makes me, sets me apart from other drinkers, normal, average or heavy drinkers, you know. Some other people that I used to drink with drank more than me or the same as me or they had worse consequences than me or whatever and they had other, they had similar problems to me but they weren't alcoholic. They were able to put the drink down if they needed to and um, I just couldn't do that. Um, even if things were really important to me like a family thing or you know, work, something like that, um, nothing was more important to me than drinking. It came number one. And um, so my life just, other things just always came second to it. And uh, my life just was, it really just felt like it fell apart around me. I couldn't hold it together at all. And, um, yeah, but I have this um, thing about me where I feel that being self-sufficient and, like, self-reliant and stuff like that is where my power lies. Like, I feel like I've got the answers if I just figure it out or whatever and I'll do that over a drink and try to fix my problems and still talk to people about it and trying to get some relief just from sharing it. And I don't actually get any change from doing that. <clears throat> like, I... You know, there's no, it talks about, you know, like I can't gain that power from other people or from, definitely not from me, but not from other people or from drink, drugs or, you know, relationships or jobs or anything. I can't get that sense of relief that I need and, um, Anyway, that's the way I came in here. Um, you know, my life's complete a complete mess. It's totally unmanageable. You know, I can't control my drinking, can't get sober for one day. I was drinking around the clock and um, just um, drinking to blackout, really, and um, drinking to cope with all the everyday stuff of life, which I've heard here today already, you know, having to drink to do anything. And um, 
but also this really strong belief that I somehow hold the answer to my problems and that I can do it on my own. And like to come in here and, and find like this fellowship of people who are so kind, giving like this altruistic thing of people helping each other and stuff was so weird to me. I just I didn't understand what was the motivation for people being so helpful. And like now I know today that um, there's a power in here that's you know like beyond human power. Like it is human power, but it's it's, it's something deeper within each of us. You know that we bring to these we bring to these rooms and um you know that's the thing that I really try and tap into now and um in the beginning it was tiny like this tiny belief that there's a possibility that maybe AA would work because I could see it working in your lives like I could see that people were comfortable they were happy um you know they were leading good lives in sobriety and I believed like just for a second that possibly it could work for me and it might start here so I just kept coming along really and feeling like oh if I just sit in the room then it might rub off on me or something like that you know I didn't want to do anything about it but I thought just by hanging around you it might trans you know it might um I might get some of that but um anyway so yeah I was I had to first see my life for what it was like reality as it was was just like yeah, I had all those bedevilments of like I can't hold a job, I'm emotionally unstable, I'm having problems in personal relationships, I feel useless, I, I'm no help to other people, um, prey to misery and depression, all that stuff it talks about, untreated alcoholism. I had that when I, like I really just thought if I put the drink down I'd feel a lot better but I was hit with all that when I put the drink down. Um, I had alcoholism. And um, <clears throat> I only learned about what that was from listening to people's honesty in their shares and stuff. And um, from my own experience, I found out it was true, that I really do have something inside of me that's not in the bottle. <clears throat> and, um, and, I, and I just – and I knew that this was the answer. I, I couldn't find the answer in counselling and talking to friends or, like, doc- doctors, you know. Taking antidepressants, none of that stuff worked, and traveling or, you know, um, doing geographicals and stuff like that, and changing relationships, none of that stuff worked for me. And, um, <clears throat> but there was some kind of power here, and, you know, I first, I first saw that, and, uh, I just had a little belief that it could work for me, and, um, yeah, but I also came in with a fair bit of, uh, like, Prejudice. I came in with like this pre-judgment of like what spirituality was, and I didn't know much about. It. I didn't grow up in like a religious home or anything like that. We had, um, I had um, really no reason to be prejudiced, but I kind of just thought that is so far from how I feel that you know God and stuff like that and organized religion was not for me. So I was just, I remember seeing the word God on the wall. I think I Googled it before I even came to my first meeting and all I saw in the whole steps was God. And I thought, this is not for me. You know, I'll maybe do the rest or I'll sit in meetings, but I won't do anything. You know, God is not something that I want in my life. And um, because I thought that being independent and self-sufficient was one of my attributes, really. I thought that was a good thing about me, but really it had got me to AA. Like, all my own decision-making and stuff was all wrong. I had this destructive thinking, you know, like self-sabotage and stuff like that, you know. And um, <clears throat> So my best thinking got me here. And um, I, um, yeah, so, but anyway, I just kept coming along to meetings. And at first I started to sort of, 
experience this power which I now I'm okay to call God but I met I seen it through people like people would give me a hug give me a lift make me a cup of tea when I couldn't even do that and um people were just kind to me and they gave me some they gave me this love and you know well I felt welcome and stuff like that and that is not the way that I I felt like I didn't think I was capable of giving that to someone else, you know, but people just gave that to me so freely. And um, <clears throat> I would have told you I had a lot of good values and morals, like that I was a good person and that I was kind and generous and loving and tolerant and all this stuff. Like I really wanted to be that person and I believed that I was, that my God intended me to be that person. But the way I was living was not so far from that. I was completely selfish and self-centered. All I think about all day is me, and um, like there's no much, no much more room in my mind when I'm consumed with myself. You know, I'm obsessed with myself, and um, and um, so I mean, just wanting to have morals and values wasn't enough. Like wishing that I had them, or like acting like I had them wasn't enough. Like a that would just be self-seeking and I did that for a long time in sobriety, like doing nice things just to get um, kickbacks or like a praise or whatever <laughs> and um, I didn't actually even know I was doing it and, um, you know, I wasn't genuine. I, I just really wanted people to like me and stuff like that And um, but I, I did have this genuine desire to like be better, to change. Like I, I did want what you had. I didn't know how to get there but like I really did want to be that person and um, I found that I had to, like, <clears throat> the old me had to, like, die to be that person, <clears throat> to be, like, reborn or whatever. And um, I feel like that has happened today, but um, it has taken some time. And I'm just really grateful for the people in the fellowship who did welcome me and, like, somebody off somebody actually offered to help me go through the book, like, didn't even mention the word sponsor or anything like that, just said, you look like you could use some help, thank you. And, um, you know, would you like to read the book together? And it was that simple. And that, at that time, that was all my brain could cope with. And so we just did that. We just started reading through the book page by page. And um, there was things in there that I identified with straight away. Um, but when I got to that chapter of We Agnostic, there was a lot of questions there for me, you know. <clears throat> like it was interesting to find out that I had some amount of faith like, I did have faith in love. I'd felt love before. And I had faith in, like, science. Like, you know, I believe in science, um, you know, and I believe in the, the universe as it is and stuff like that. But I'd never question where it came from or where I came from or where I fit or anything like that. But, um, you know, like, I'll accept the, net, the latest technology and stuff like that. I'll accept the talks about the electricity as an example. But, like, I have full faith that if I go to use something switch the light on that there's going to be light whereas like I would question like oh if I say you know if I hand my will in my life over is there really going to be light in my life I'm not sure um I hadn't experienced it yet but um I so I just went in with like blind faith like just a just a belief just a blind faith that it worked for you and I'll try it and see what happens but um like that that developed into like a belief, like a belief, like I believed that it worked for you, you know, and then when I practiced that stuff long enough, handing my will and my life over and things started to change, I started to get some trust. 
I started to really believe that if I do those things, if I set myself up each day, try and have a connection with something greater than myself each day, and it worked, I started to get more trust. And over time, it's built into an actual faith, like a rock-solid faith. And um, <clears throat> but, um, um, I mean, it did. It was like slow. It was like they say it's a past tense word where you came to believe. Like I, I came. I didn't have to believe it the beginning. When I first saw that word God, when I googled it, I thought I had to come in and know everything, or like you know, be a hundred percent about it. And that's not true. Like I, I came to believe later actually when I went through the rest of the steps and this isn't like I'm not talking about the rest of them but like later doing in between sharing that with someone and then making face-to-face amends with people, I had this trust that there was a power that was greater than me and um, like a full faith that that power was with me through all of that. And um, so it came later, you know, and um, then later I, I want that conscious contact, you know, and... um. I do certain things now each day to, to try and to, to get that and strengthen that and grow that and and continuously letting go of prejudice because, like, my little brain has this idea of God and it started with, like, nature. I thought, well, when I go to the ocean, I know that's powerful. Like, I can't move the tides and I can't, you know, I can't... It, it, like I can't see wind but I can feel wind and I, I can feel the warmth of the sun and all that was very powerful, greater than me, a power greater than me and um, like nature and how it regrows. We've just had all these like, you know, devastating fires and all that will regrow and um, that was all like just that's how I started getting this faith that there was something bigger than me um, and um, but I just continuously let that grow. Like my little brain will settle for that. Like that's big enough. Like the group is big enough or nature. But like my mind is not capable of grasping like the full capacity for God, like what that really means. So I just hope that I, you know, I stay open-minded and willing to let that change and evolve and stuff like that. And um, that's why I love this program so much because it doesn't tell me I have to fit in a box and be 100% about my God. I can continuously change that and, um, and I love talking to people about spiritual things and um, because I'm able to be influenced now like in a good way um, by other people's experience as well, like um, not be prejudiced and closed-minded and judgmental and stuff like that. And um, so, yeah... Um, I mean, like I said, I was always willing to accept the latest technology or whatever, like advances in technology all the time, and I and I love that stuff, and I'm interested in that stuff, and like, why shouldn't I put that same in level of interest and passion into learning more about God? <clears throat> That's like a question I have to ask myself. Um, you know, you know, I want the latest phone and tech and stuff, but why wouldn't I want more spirituality when it does so much for me? And um, yeah. I mean, I never wanted one drink. Why would I want like this little, not just enough of God, you know? Um, I want more, more, more of everything. So you know, that's the way I am in recovery too, and that's why I love coming to these things. And um, it's so cool to be involved in it now because I used to just sit in the back of the room, not talk to anybody, and um, never felt like I had anything to say. But like now, I've had some experience that I've think is worth well it's worthwhile sharing it you know and um 
Um, yeah, I mean, I first had to just see that my life was unmanageable and my thinking was insane. Like, my thinking, I thought it was, you know, just insane to think about drinking again. And of course, that's insane. But I have so many other thoughts that are not rational at all as well. And, like, only through prayer and meditation, talking with a sponsor and um, trying to get this contact with a power that's greater than me, can I really work through problems and make decisions that are sane? Um, like left on my own, I can do some insane stuff in sobriety. Like I'd, <laughs> I've even had that experience this week, where I'll just think that's good enough. I've got this little plan, and that that'll be fine. And it's not. It's dangerous, or you know, it's just not healthy. Uh, it's not rational. But um, that's the best I can come up with. And uh, then I just sort of think, all right, stop, and let just I'll just. Pray about it. I mean, I don't have to know what to say when I pray. You don't have to worry about what you're saying when you're praying. God will hear it, and God actually knows me. He knows all my thoughts and feelings. He's seen my whole life, and um, he's actually got a plan for the rest of my life too, so I don't have to worry that I'm doing it right or not. Um, but when I do that, th- all these other opportunities come, and, like, this better plan came. And, this, you know, this I've had this experience this week, this better plan just evolved in front of me and I felt like I had nothing to do with it. So again, even now I've had the experience, my faith has deepened again, um, that I know that there's something working in my life that's something very powerful and it's, it's not me. It's a part of me, but it's, it's not my, it's not me anyway. And um, <clears throat> yeah, what else can I say about it? It's... um. It's given me a great life, you know. It's um, given me more than I ever wanted, you know. It's um, given me, oh, I just can't even explain it, more stuff than I ever thought I deserved or, like, was even possible. Thank you. And, um, like, I just want to give it away. I just want everyone to experience that. So I suppose the message for this step is just please just keep the, an open mind. Just be willing to believe it's even possible. Like, just that small amount of willingness is all you need to get started. And just try and, for me, I had to let go of a lot of old ideas, a lot of old prejudice and, like, old ways of thinking that separated me and um, stopped me from, you know, feeling a part of anything. And um, so... I mean, I feel that I should end on something amazing, but, I mean, it is amazing. <laughs> um, I know that you've all probably experienced some um, <laughs> something. You've probably all experienced something similar yourself that you can relate to, and I just, um, from my experience so far, can say that that will just keep growing, continue to grow as, as your relationship with your own high power, creative intelligence, spirit of the universe, you call it whatever you want, nature, Um that will continue to grow and um, as I've been urged to say I just want to um, just thank this fellowship for my life you know for the for the op- to be sober today and to have a new way of thinking and living is just amazing and I'm um, gonna cry but I'm um, today I'm celebrating my five-year anniversary so <laughs> An emotional, emotional week, and I've had some lots of challenges in the last few days. And I just want to thank the members and my friends who've been there for me, and um, of course, my God, my higher power, <clears throat> who's with me and all around me all the time.
So thank you. Information about the Northern AA Steps Weekend is available at stepsweekend.aagroup.org.au.